You okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You are a mess. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. I I feel the same way. I think everyone probably joining us tonight uh, feels yeah, the same way. Yeah. Well. There's already a comment about it. Even before the episode <laughs> All right, started. I see it now, Clark. Is anyone else having a hard time walking after today's massacre? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was um that was bad. In fact, we named this episode a giant problem. And uh, it was named that before the game four was finished. I kind of thought maybe they'd still get one. Um, I didn't expect that. Clark says, no, Justin, he isn't okay. We were just hit by a train. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was rough. Let's let's go ahead and get started. I'm, I'm Justin, if you're new to the show. I'm Cortland. Yeah, that's Cortland. He's he's really upset i'm really upset too. i'm just laughing at his despair uh and this is episode nine of better off red your weekly off red your weekly reds talk show and uh, we're just been, off it's yeah just, we are just off even, just i texted off. him before yeah i texted him before the show and i said i don't even feel excited about today <laughs> uh it's first time this has happened it's probably been the worst week of reds baseball but we are your weekly reds talk show uh you can check us out on facebook twitter instagram uh, YouTube and your favorite podcasting apps. Live shows air every Thursday at 8.30. Uh, if you're here right now, you know that. Um, but recordings are made available on Facebook and YouTube. And then audio recordings are made available about an hour after the show ends on your favorite podcasting app. <laughs> Clark with the comment of the night already. Zingers. Better off dead today. Absolute zingers. I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's our plug for the show. Uh, Cortland, how have you been? Well, not bad, but obviously not great. It was just a terrible two series to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Like we talked before, we're, we're going to get into the, all the gory details of both series, but even the wins we did get were very ugly. So, yeah, yeah my week has been great. Baseball-wise, it's been absolutely terrible. So, how about you? Yeah, uh, it's been a pretty decent week. Um, just hanging out working and playing a lot of MLB the show still um I'm going to the Reds game gives you some hope it does because the Reds <laughs> whenever I play with them they don't <laughs> suck um I'm going to the Reds game this weekend so I'm excited about that going to Kings yeah. Island on Sunday I'm excited about that nice. and I think you and I are golfing Monday morning so I'm excited about that too. oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> yeah he did yeah. uh no Cortland's not golfing um yeah just a rough I mean, our predictions could not have been more wrong. I mean, they went no. up against a pitiful bottom of the NOS Rockies team, which the NOS is tough, but like they're still 15 and 29. Um, then, then they went up against the Giants, who are at the top of the NOS, but like, I mean, I still think that they should at least pick up two wins in a four game series. I mean, their pitching has been dominant, but I don't know. Let, we'll talk about it. So let's start with the. Uh, oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. It's Clark says, uh, I don't even drink and I'm having a beer. Oh, no. You've turned Clark into an alcoholic. Uh, and Clark also says, our head's going to roll after these last two series. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, if it involves spending money, Castellini's probably not going to do it. Um, I, I'm, I'm a bit upset about Moustakas, too, because Moustakas got hurt. And they didn't start him, but they kept letting him pinch hit and then yeah. subbed him in defensively. And for what? Like, I don't think he hit any hits as a pinch hitter. And then today they put him on the, the IL. And since they, they let him play, like, here and there, little spot pinch right. hit opportunities, 
they can't they can't backdate it to the first day he was injured. So right. just completely uh, mismanaged. And I don't know who that falls on. I, I don't know. I don't think that would be David Bell, but maybe that's everybody's it is. blaming. Yeah. So that's the thing. I actually saw Lance McAllister. Uh, Lance McAllister had a really good uh, post earlier. Um, I don't, I'm not logged into Facebook, but he said something like, um, he's like, it must be, it must feel pretty good to own a team that's only had like four successful seasons in 20 years. And everyone's directing their blame and hate and anger at the manager. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I blame Castellini. I think it's all him. Didn't, didn't get a shortstop. Gave away Rysel Iglesias. Hasn't done anything. I mean, he'll pick up a few people here and there uh, when it's convenient, but like he doesn't commit to building a winning team. He commits to building a team that will attract just enough attention to put fans in the stands and, uh, and buy merchandise. And you, we kind of thought this year was going to be a little bit different with yeah. bringing the people up that we did bring up um, from our organization. You thought kind of, okay, like maybe this is the time where we're going to bring these names in and then sign a couple people. Because in the beginning, I mean, we were all super optimistic. And I think the potential still there, but we are going to have to fix the problems that are obvious, like yeah. shortstop. I mean, it's just not working with the way that we're doing it. It's working good enough on, on occasion, but consistency is not there and we no. need consistency more than anything. And like we've seen games where the starting pitching is phenomenal. We've seen games right. where the bullpen is phenomenal. We've seen games where the hitting is phenomenal, but rarely are they consistently phenomenal. And it's almost like they're never phenomenal on the same night. No. It's like one night, like Wade Miley's no hitter. They didn't score run until the ninth. Was it the ninth inning? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some days they score, maybe put up like 10 runs, but then they give up 11. I mean, right. it's just such a dumb team right now. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. so frustrated. Um, Clark says really disappointed or Gino has really let me down. Uh, Hey, I'm wearing a Gino Jersey today. Uh, he actually is not letting me down at the moment. I'm pretty happy with his turnaround. I feel like he's, he is turning it around, but yeah. he is still, we talked about that last week. Like he, he did so bad. It's hard to look and see that he's doing as much better as he is. Yeah. But- I mean, he's still, Takes a lot of crappy swings, but I mean, right. he hit number nine today, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, only 41 to go. Clark yeah. also says, uh, it's a really good point. Maybe we are fools for still making it a profitable business venture for Castellini. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, honestly, I can't give it up, but right. yeah, someone stronger than me might be able to. <laughs> um, so let's jump into the first series, Reds at Rockies. And I got to tell you, my blood pressure, I think, was just elevated the entire Rocky <laughs> series. That was yours? Yeah, it was bad. Well, like it wasn't at first, but then, like we said, everything was ugly. Uh, the first game, it was just an absolute blowout for the longest time. But then we make a push. And then, yeah, then you're nervous. You're like, okay, maybe we can. And you're watching it with super high anticipation. And it doesn't pan out, and then you're just let down. So yeah, blood pressure goes up, blood pressure goes down, blood pressure yeah. goes up, blood pressure goes down. It just so, felt like a really stressful series. Yeah, and the pitching uh, took a beating. They had a six three two ERA for the entire series, which is yeah. not good. Um, yeah, just rough. Almost rough, impossible rough. to win with a with a, yeah. a six point three two ERA in the series. Yeah. Uh, so the Reds lose, they, they lose game one, eight to 13, which like Cortland just said, it was a slugfest pretty much. Uh, Castillo gets beat up again. He went three and two thirds, 10 hits, eight runs, Whew. two walks, three strikeouts. The bullpen came in, gave up five more runs and only struck out one. Uh, Romano and Hendricks both got by without giving up any runs in this game. Uh, like I said, the Reds did score eight runs uh, that happened on 12 hits. 
Um, the game was eight to zero yeah. Rockies going into the eighth inning. So like I'd already turned the game off. I'm not going to yeah. lie. And um, they just had this offensive explosion and they scored all eight runs in the eighth inning. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't do anything else with that. And they gave up more runs after that. Yeah. Uh, but Stevenson and India both homered. Uh, Castellanos had two hits on the night. Castellanos has looked I mean, he's looked great all year. Right. Um, he does. He swings at a lot of crappy pitches too, but like it doesn't matter because a lot of times he ends up hitting him. Like, right. like loop him into like shallow right field, or he'll uh, or he'll hold the guy up for eight pitches in his count. I mean, he's doing a good job of wearing down pitchers if he doesn't make the good connection. Uh, Drew says, "I didn't get to watch the game live today, and I'm glad not enough beer to drown out the misery." I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clark says, see, I guess that's my point. We get 14 runs against one or two, but we can't get a single one that will tie or win a close game. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's been, that's just this team. I think yeah. it's all or nothing with them uh, on it's, every aspect of the game. It is insane to me that Castillo is just doing what he's doing. It's just, I don't know. I, when do we, when do we say he's not that good? Because, uh, well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. I mean, it's just 3.2 innings pitch with eight runs, and he and every game that he's done that, it seems every game that he has done that, we have had a last inning or close to last inning resurgence and have come super close, and the bats have gotten super hot. And we score like what was it in the first series, uh, against the Cardinals? We scored six and like close to the last uh, inning after they were up by like nine to nothing and ended up being like 11 to six, like we can do it, but he's just giving up so many runs. It's just, it's just crazy. I don't know what to say about it other than it's just well, crazy. There's, there are signs that Castillo is about to turn it around. I'll talk about that when we get to the giant series. Okay. Um, you want to talk about game two? Yeah. So game two reds lose uh, six and nine. So not as bad. Wade Miley, after coming off the week that he had before and having a no-no, um, he kind of got beat up in this game. He had three innings pitch. It's uh, He kind of did worse than Castillo. He had three innings pitch, 11 hits, eight runs, three walks, five Ks. But the bullpen came out in this one. Like we said, all the wishy-washiness that we have with this team, the bullpen comes in in this game and uh, was dominant. They pitched five innings. There was four hits, one run, three walks, and nine strikeouts. So there we go. Starting pitcher sucked again. Bullpen comes in, turns it around. Indian Suarez, both homer. So that's two back-to-back games. India homer, he kind of made a little bit of a resurgence through this rough series, as we said. Um, but And Barnhart and Nakayama both get a pair of hits in this game. So the bats were still looking pretty good. We just uh, could not finish strong enough we were down too much after the wade miley eight runs so yeah akiyama's starting to heat up which is nice he um, is yeah yeah uh, drew says i say that a reds boycott or make up a lie that the airplane is down due to maintenance when they travel out west i don't know when they go <laughs> west again actually that's a good a good question um hopefully not for a while <laughs> um because they do not fare well no. out west um game three the reds do turn it around in game three they win this one six to five tyler malley uh so all these notes are written before today's game <laughs> but tyler malley was brilliant in this game seven innings pitch seven hits two runs four strikeouts um antone comes in and pitches two with no hits and three strikeouts castellanos and farmer both homer uh and both of them had three hits in this game farmers actually it's kind of funny we i kind of built him up last week and then he's kind of slowed down quite a bit i even picked him up my fantasy team 
but then I think I dropped him very quickly after that because he just wasn't doing anything. Um, but yeah, they, they do win game three, six to five. So um, in the notes, was, because you made that comment before Tyler Malley pitched today, Justin put Tyler Malley is brilliant as always. <laughs> that was we'll the note. About that. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, how about we'll you take game four? <laughs> so we win another one. We win uh, game four, seven to six. Hoffman comes in. He didn't get a revenge game like he kind of hoped for. Um, he goes four innings pitched, four hits, five runs, three walks, and five Ks. So not not great. Um, the bullpen didn't allow a run, though. So they made up. He didn't do that bad enough as a starting pitcher to to give it away. It was still very close. But the bullpen came in and kind of saved him. They didn't allow a run. struck out five. And Amir Garrett is back in this game. Uh, he goes we're one inning with his two Ks, no hits or walks. Um, we're we're looking forward to hopefully making some apology videos for Amir Garrett if he can keep it up. Uh, he's he's kind of winning back that closing style role that he wants to get, and if he can do it like this, hey, we'll make all the apology videos in the world. I know I know Drew is uh, very excited to make an apology video for Amir I, Garrett. I heard that so. Drew is the president of the Amir Garrett fan club. Yeah. Oh no, Drew was quick on that one. He's just absolutely not. <laughs> Dang, he had that ready. He had um, that ready. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We're wishy-washy, like we said. Um, but no Reds hit any homers in this game, so that was a little bit different than the uh, previous games of the series. But nine total hits, including three from Akiyama. Like we said, he was uh, heating up, and it's good to see him. Uh, kind of coming back from the injury like he has. He has a .240 batting average on the year. So It's actually down to .214 after today. After today. But uh, we'll, we'll, today's just – I think we'll just forget about I don't know today's if that game really the record. We'll just wipe out of our memory. Yeah, didn't happen. So he's .240 on the year. We'll just stick with that. Um, yeah. So that that's it. We take two against the Rockies that we – I mean, I think everybody was very optimistic that we would – at least get three, maybe get all four. It was considered um, a winning road trip. Like they yeah. won. The yeah. So it it didn't turn out like we planned, but we go into Giants and we were going to be a little less optimistic than we were with the Rockies. Um, and I don't think we thought it was going to be as bad as it was. So to start off the series. Reds lose game one, six to three. Not terrible. This is uh, not quick, bad. Um, going yeah. to Alexander here. Alexander says sharing bats is key for them instead of relying on two to three hitters. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a problem all year. Um, is yeah, they may get a few hits sprinkled throughout the lineup here and there, but nothing happens. But like no. it's the same, like three guys that just keep raking. And when um, they, oh my gosh, can you imagine when they go cold? Like, can you imagine if they all go cold at the exact same time? It'll be Ooh. awful. <laughs> uh, Clark says his daughter. <laughs> His daughter's class is nicknamed as far as El Chokio. Um, well, I don't like that. <laughs> I think they got a they got a lot of Cubs fans. I'm pretty they sure they do. Dirty us, Cubs so. fans. Yeah, they're all not. right. <laughs> all right, Corlin, take us down this trail of despair. Okay, so game one again, six three. Not terrible. This is kind of optimistic after the Rocky series. Gray comes in. He pitches. Um, he doesn't do awful. He doesn't do great. He goes five innings. With five hits, four runs, two walks, three Ks. Not great. Not meh. Not not too great, but not too terrible. Bullpen gave up three more hits and two runs. So that's where it kind of hurt us in this. Uh, they get three walks as well and four strikeouts. Naquin and Suarez both homer and weaker Castellanos and Naquin 
and Suarez all get two hits in this game. So there we're kind of talking, like we said, there's a four guys rather than a couple. I mean, but it's not consistent. They are doing it a little too late, especially in games that were close enough to win the bullpen. I think that's where this fell apart. I think if we, the bullpen could have came down and shut it down like they did in the last couple games of the Rockies, uh, we might've got this one, but that's just how we are. <laughs> we can say it all night. That's just, that's just the way we are. It's the way we roll. What about game two, sir? Well, so game two kicks off uh, the first of three remaining games against the Giants in this series where the Reds are going to face off against former Reds starting pitchers. So uh, game two, they face off against uh, Anthony DiScalfani, whose time mm-hmm. here was, um, he, he was not, I don't really feel like he was appreciated by fans when he was here. I feel like I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, I wish he was back. Right. Uh, he's having a great year. Uh, he was always injured typically mm-hmm. with us. Um, and it, he hasn't had those problems yet. I hope he does. And I hope he's successful, yeah. but um, they did take on Disclafani for game two. They lost that game two to four uh, Castillo. I'm going to say this is Castillo's turnaround game. And if you look at just the basic stats, you may not see it. Uh, five innings with six hits, three runs, three walks, but he had 11 strikeouts. Yeah. Um, he also, his velocity on his fastball, I think they said was 97, 98, which is higher than it's been all year. He also had 21 swinging strikes, which is back to what it used to be when he was dominant. Um, he also had was putting more faith in his changeup. He had started to abandon a little bit. His changeup is his best pitch, but he was yeah. throwing it and he was getting guys out with it. So, I'm really, really hoping that this is kind of the bounce back game for Castillo. Um, I'm hoping by this time next week, we're like, dang, Castillo went eight innings with no runs and whatever. Uh, who knows? He could go three innings with 20 runs. I mean, it, it, with him, who knows? But I'm really thinking that this was his turnaround game. Uh, I'm a, did, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'm a, I'm a little bit more or less enthused because he kind of did this in the beginning of the season too. He had a lot of strikeouts after the very first game where he kind of blew up. He, he was getting a ton of strikeouts. Now three runs is not nearly as bad as six. Like his, I think his ERA is still hovering. It's like a seven right now. Yeah. So, I mean, the three runs is a good step in the right direction. I'm not the strikeout guy. So I see 11 strikeouts. Yes, free pizza from La Rosa's. Count me in. <laughs> but but <laughs> when you can't do 11 strikeouts in three or less runs every time that you throw 11 strikeouts, then I, I don't care about the strikeouts. Well, it's um, also the velocity because his velocity yeah. has not been there. And, and the swinging strikes. Right. Like, I think his last outing, I think he only had like seven swinging strikes, which is like little league pitcher. I mean, yeah. it's just not, you want that number to be higher. So they just know they don't have to worry about hitting. And yeah. Yeah. If he can get I, them I, um, swinging. I saw something on uh, Twitter the other day where someone was comparing pitches from like last year and this year. And it kind of looked like he had changed his arm delivery and his, maybe he was even tipping his pitches. So hopefully uh, he's, fixed whatever it was and i i'm taking this as a win um i absolutely am so um clark against says, this team yeah I, I i'll give you that yeah uh clark says maybe we are being unfair vado being out could be more damaging than we know yeah i mean there's vado being out uh moose now out um lorenzen out uh, even Aquino, who i mean i think the team thinks he's a bigger part of the team than like i do Right. Uh, as far as impact goes. But I mean, they've got a lot of like major 
injuries people out right now. Um, um auto that, definitely, I think the biggest. It yeah, it's way bigger of an impact than I think we thought. But the thing that still sucks, I mean, now maybe if Suarez was still at short, then from the time that Vado was hurt till now, like if Vado didn't get hurt and Suarez stayed at shortstop and India stayed at second base, then maybe we would think, all right, Gino's the dude for shortstop. Like he he has proved it. It kind of sucks. That, short. Well, uh, where we abandoned it for a little bit and then we've kept switching in and out. I didn't think we would switch as many people around as we have. And we'll, we will talk about that. Yeah, later. we've got that in the notes. <laughs> but uh, I, I, that's just that's the crazy part about it. You would never think that Vado being on a first base that he's been on forever would be that big of a hindrance to how we place people in the infield. We'll get we'll get into that later. But yeah, that's a good comment. I, I like that. So all right. Uh, continue. We didn't get uh, to the batting of game two. Oh, I, I didn't know where I left off. So Winker did open the game up with a home run um, in the first inning, and Castellanos did try to spark something in the eighth, um, but uh, with another homer, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, yeah. Both of those two uh, gentlemen uh, had two <laughs> hits on the night as well. Uh, man, when Winker hit that home run in the first, I thought, yeah, this is what we need. Just start right. off and just start hitting dingers, and then they just didn't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, game three. Portland game three. <sighs> we lose another against another former red Kevin Gaussman. Um, he did pretty good for them. We don't have his stats, but uh, he threw a pretty good game. Um, they were, they were talking about, I believe there are some statistic that him and Bumgarner and a dude from like 1906 only had like game wise pitching for the giants. Like it was some crazy record that he was doing while he was pitching. So we lose this game. Uh, we lose zero to four. We get shut out in this. Uh, we only managed three hits. So we didn't, we didn't give him a no hitter. Uh, but the three hits were from Castellano, Stevenson and Barnhart. Miley pitched again. He goes 4.2 innings pitched. He has six hits, one run, two K's, not a ton of strikeouts, but he only gave up one run uh, in terms of, having six hits that's not bad so that's that's good to see him pick up the production again after the game that he had given up eight uh we get sims garrett and felice coming in to relieve um they did really well all three of them and then we have fulmer who came in and he gave up three more runs on two hits and two walks so he kind of crapped the bed uh we we did not have the bats obviously um, in this game, like we have been having through this entire series uh, with the Rockies and the Giants. So that's what screwed us. I think four runs was manageable. If we were hitting as good as we were in the previous games, I think we could have got this one. Another one that was close enough we could have got. It just sucks because the Giants are really good. I'm not trying to take away how good they are and how rough we are being right now. Um I, I'm happy to see that we were only losing by a couple of runs after getting thumped by a team that was much worse than them. So it means that we can play. Uh, we just got to get everything figured out. So that's pretty much all there was of this. Not a lot of hitting. The pitching was much better from Miley and the bullpen other than Fulmer. Um, so a step in the right direction. Uh, then do you want, do you want to take this? Do we just want to delete this part or do we want to? No, I think we need to talk about it. We can't erase uh, yeah. history like this. All right. Um, so, game four. 
Yeah. Game four. Do you want me to go? You want me to take it? <sighs> you can take it because I'm sure we're going to talk about it both. All right. So, yeah, we don't want to talk about this one. Uh, the Reds <laughs> just get destroyed uh, on YouTube, no less. This game yes. will be free game of the week on YouTube, <laughs> um, which I have to say, I was not a fan of the YouTube broadcast. The audio was bad and just their production wasn't that great. I liked the chat thing. That was very cool. Yeah. I, I thought... did try to go in there and chat and you, you had to be approved. Really? Yeah. It's like we weren't approved. Wow. Well, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, my boy, <laughs> Tyler Malley, um, he's going golf great as there. always. Great as always. I'll remind everybody that was in quotes. Great as always. It wasn't great. It was brilliant. As oh, always. sorry. Brilliant as always. Yeah. Even better. So brilliant. to be fair, Malley has been the most consistent pitcher. And yeah, I'm not I'm not defending him. He pitched horribly. <laughs> His worst of the year by far. But. <laughs> To be fair, every other start except for like one has been amazing. Right. So, right. Um, two innings pitched, seven hits, seven runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Um, Ooh. yeah, two that's not innings. what you expect when you see Tyler Malley listed as the starting pitcher. Um, then if you if you didn't think his seven runs were enough, the bullpen gave up twelve more. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, they said, you know what? Hold hey. my beer. Hey, yeah. There is a silver lining to this. I would love to hear it. They were consistent. The starting pitcher gave up a lot of runs, and the bullpen gave up a lot of runs. We didn't have the starting pitcher giving up seven, and the bullpen coming in throwing uh, a no hitter. Pretty much, they both gave up a lot of runs. Hey, step in the right direction. Yeah. Now we just got to flip the script, and yep. they have to do it and throw strikes and get yes. outs rather Hopefully than runs. They do that Saturday when I'm there. A real bonding moment, but I didn't notice that. So, hey, from the optimist of the Better Off Reds duo, uh, stick that feather in your cap. Maybe it'll come back and give us a little bit of luck. So. <laughs> I would like to say the last time I went to a Reds game, which was uh, when Castellanos owned the yeah. Cardinals, uh, started a seven-game winning streak. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, yeah. Uh, Clark says, did you kiss Manfred's feet like you should have this week? Then you would have been able to comment. Yeah, I did not, uh, and I'm not going to. Zing. Uh, he, sucks oh we didn't talk about <laughs> castellanos and the fan uh in colorado oh yeah uh what did that he was say so to him? good the fan so castellanos after the game just like i guess he talked to this fan the fan said something to him then after the game jim day's trying to talk to castellanos castellanos just hands the mic to this random guy that he was talking to <laughs> throughout the game and the guy's like yeah i told him to imagine rob manfred's face on that baseball and then he <laughs> crushed it <laughs> i love he's a legend and you could tell jim day was so uncomfortable like uh we're on live tv here like don't say anything you shouldn't say um all right back to game four i know we're trying to avoid it uh 10 hits including suarez's ninth homer uh like i said 41 more to go to 50 it's his goal Oh, gosh. My favorite bullpen arm did get a uh, his fourth appearance today. Uh, one, Alex Blandino. Throwing went, gas. Throwing gas. gas. Went one in the third with one hit, one unearned run. Uh, two walks, one strikeout, and he hit 90 miles per hour on his fastball. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then as he left, the crowd was cheering, and like he tipped his cap to the crowd. And I loved <laughs> I, it. I was like, this is amazing. Get, get four, and you get the crowd cheering. That's yeah. awesome. Um. Yeah, I uh, I love it, and I I hope that they're beating the Brewers so bad on Saturday that Blandino gets to just come in and pitch for fun. Yep, I hope they're up by like twenty, and Blandino's like, you know, I'm going to close this game out. Let's go. <laughs> um, 
so that's the end of that uh, series, and the Reds are now three and seven over their last ten games. Ooh. Not good. No. Not good at all. So Clark uh, had a comment earlier, and I was saving it for this yeah. next part. He says, "You guys feel like our batting order is as effective as it could be." And I got to be honest with you, this batting order this week has been nutty. Uh, Stevenson and yeah. cleanup. Stevenson in third, moving Suarez down. I think they moved Barnhart up. I think uh, Sinzel's done lead off a couple times. I think Naquin's done lead off a couple times. It's been super inconsistent. But I think Castellanos at second is probably the only staple of right. the lineup. Would you say? Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if we could decide if it's a, as effective as it can be with the issues we're having with people playing in so many random positions right now. Yeah. That kind of leads us into this segment. It's a good reason why we saved this comment. Um, it's obviously. I think the bats were good. I don't. I don't think the order is the problem. It's not knowing who's going to be where, when, and having to mix it up. I don't think it's a thing of like they're trying to switch around the order to see what's to see what's better and to see what happens. They just don't know what's going on. They just don't have an idea as to how this team should operate in the infield, and they're just like, okay, we have this guy starting here today. Let's put him at the top of the lineup and see what happens. I think they're just kind of throwing darts at the wall. yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. But uh, Justin, get us started on this. Get it. You you've been yeah. you typed a lot out on this, so I did. Let's, let's talk about it. So I've I've actually I I don't know how productive it's been. I mean, the Reds have been losing a lot of games, so maybe not productive at all. But I got to be honest, it's been fun to watch. Uh, the infield, they're yeah. kind of playing like infield musical chairs, infield roulette, whatever you want to call it. Um, over the last week, we've seen Sinzel at second base, at third base, seen Suarez at short and third. Stevenson was taking, or he actually started at first base. I think yeah. was it one or two games, maybe just one. I think um, I think one. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, and it's just been it's great to see these players, even if they're like, obviously they're a professional baseball team. They need to win games and put the best possible player in that position. But like, so maybe Stevenson at first wasn't the best thing to do. But when Moose is hurt and Farmer and right. you know aren't really hitting that well, and Stevenson is, right. maybe you swap an error for two hits. I don't know. Um, but it's just been it's been really fun to watch. It seems like David Bell's maybe having fun making it too. And Sinzel in the infield. I I knew he came up as an infielder, but dang, yeah. watching him at third the other day, he made like a Roland-esque play the other day. Yeah. Like he just came in, barehanded it, and tossed it at the first. And I was like, dang, that's slick. Um Suarez is looking good at short. I'm glad that they're moving him back there. I mean, if you're not gonna go out and sign or trade for an actual shortstop, right? You might as well keep Suarez there. Uh, they've still been a lot of talk about Trevor story and maybe that's just because they were in Colorado this week. Right. I mean, I don't want to sell the farm to get him, but yeah. I mean, unless he's going to stay, uh, cause I think he's a free agent after this year and he's going to get a lot of money. And like yeah. I said earlier, Castellini's just not going to pay any money to anybody. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting. Like I said, we've seen, you know, Blandino, we've seen farmer, we've seen Stevenson at first India, Sinzel at second Suarez farmer at short. And then what, uh, Suarez and Senzel at third. third so it's yeah. been it's been kind of all over the place. Um, pull up that comment. Uh, Read it out loud, Cortland. So Clark said, maybe it goes back to the whole Votto issue. He's been in the same spot for about a decade now. Um, yeah, I think I think part of this could be if we're not planning on going out and getting a 
future 10 year first baseman, they are probably trying to see who can fit where. I don't know if that's their plan with Blandino. I know he plays it a lot, but like we'll see who they can bring up. I mean, I know we got prospects and stuff, um, but it is just kind of what do you what do you do when the guy has been there for 10 years in that one spot? You've got to fill the void. I know Vado is old, but he's do, he's still doing okay, at least this season, that we needed to kind of fill that void while he's injured. So, yeah, throw Stevenson in there, especially if he is hitting good and the other guys aren't. Um, it's just, it is just weird. It kind of throws a wrench into the whole thing. Plus, we don't have a shortstop. So that on top – if we had a solid shortstop and Vado just got hurt, I think you put one guy in to fill in for first base, and I don't think we see as much jumping around. But to fix both issues as much as you can without going out and paying a ton of money at the moment, that's kind of what you got to do. So it is interesting to see like how these guys do. And I, I will say, like you said, Senzel had to play at third. Um, we've had some awesome defensive plays this week. Uh, Clark says, I do think Vado has been a class act and a team player working with Moose and Stevenson, showing them how to play first. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's the guy that he is and he'll go out being that guy. Unlike Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, I'm sorry. Wow. Yep. I went there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I think Vado ultimately wants to see this team win. Yeah. And he just doesn't care who's getting the playing time and who's getting the stats. I think he just wants to see, the number in that win column go up, and that is why he is the best and yep. will forever be the best. Um, but yeah, I do hope Votto comes back soon. I don't know what happens when he does because pretty soon we, sh- I mean, you would think we've got Sinzel, Moose, and Votto out with injury right now. Yeah. And that's at, for the last week has been, you know, three fourths of the infield. So who gets moved around when um, <laughs> Clark says Justin, tough but fair on Rodgers? That's right. I mean, he's not doing that. He's trying to bail. Um, but this is a red show, not a not a cheesehead show. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I um, I think it's kind of like the outfield problem we had when Akiyama came back. Yeah. Except now it's in the infield. Whenever, right? Like uh, the problem never back. really occurred, like we thought it would. Like it just shifted <laughs> into the infield yeah. when he came back because of yeah. man. I really like Sinzel in the infield, though. Yeah. Especially if Naquin's going to keep hitting. I mean. He looks good at second and third. He had, I think, one error at second that was pretty costly, but like at third base, he just looks like a seasoned yeah. veteran. Um, so let's talk about the minor leagues because the minor league system is pretty promising. Um, Hunter Green was named double A player of the week, and it's because yep. his last start he went six innings pitch with three hits, zero runs, two walks, and 10 strikeouts. Uh, Jose Garcia, I mean, this is the guy that literally is not on the team because he couldn't hit. He had yeah. it all defensively, but he could not hit. And so far, he's batting 327 off of 17 hits, four home runs, and 15 RBI. His on base percentage is 390. And yeah, this is minor leagues. It's not major league pitching. But dang, I mean, the whole the whole thing, the whole reason he's not here, right. is because he couldn't hit. And he's he wasn't. Hitting. Yeah, he wasn't doing it down there either. And he yeah. just turned it around. So yeah, uh, Nick Lodolo went seven and a third with one hit, zero runs, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. Man. The broadcast team, yeah. The broadcast team keeps talking about him too. Uh, MLB has his ETA list this 2021. So maybe, maybe we'll hmm. see him here. Uh, I don't know if the Reds. Yeah, that is two super solid pitchers. Gosh, that'd be nuts yeah. if they were both up. 
Uh, and then Tony Santian uh, gave up three hits, two walks, and had seven Ks in six innings pitch. So um, that is – oh, I missed Austin Hedrick. Uh, he is now hitting 290 with nine hits, four RBIs, and two stolen bases. If you remember, I think last week we said his numbers were pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, he's starting to turn around. That's baseball, though. You have one bad week, it looks like the world's ending. You turn around have a couple <laughs> good games, and you look like a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> Very weird sport. That's why we love it. Um, Cortland. All right. Take us around the division to all these crappy teams that we did. Yeah, let's jump into it after the three and seven last 10 we've had. So St. Louis is still on top. They're 25 and 18. They're still doing good. Um, They got swept by the Padres, and then they win a two-game series against the Pirates. So they played one of the other really good teams and got swept. So that's good. Um, But they play the Cubs this weekend. So sorry, Clark and Clark's daughter, but – Go Cubs, uh, at least for this weekend, though we can cheer for them to beat uh, St. Louis. I think Clark will get on board with that. I'm sure he'll chime in here in a second. But uh, So that brings us to the Cubs. The Cubs won two of their three against Detroit, which Detroit's really bad right now. So I think that's expected. Um, Then they won three out of five in Washington. That's kind of a little unexpected, I believe. (laughs) I was wrong about Clark. What do you say? Oh, he says I can't stomach that. that. <laughs> That's funny. We can just keep it to ourselves. We don't have to tell nobody. But um, yeah, so the Cubs go in and win three out of five in Washington. So they're now twenty-two and twenty-one. They're one game above five hundred. Um, so they're not doing as bad as they were uh, a, lo- a couple of weeks ago. So then it brings us to the Brewers. The Brewers were doing very hot for a while. They are 21 and 22 after losing two out of three to the Braves and then getting swept in the two game series against the Royals. So they went on a pretty rough little trip right there themselves. Um, then we have the Pirates, who are 17 and 25. They've won two out of four against uh, the Giants and then they got swept in two games against the Cardinals. No, no. Go, Cubs, go. Now off to vomit. All right. Well, he did it. I said. He did it. He did it for the division loses That's or right. division losses. So we appreciate it. Um, so, so, yeah, the car, the Cardinals are kind of sitting on top by their selves at the moment. Um, and we aren't too far away from the Pirates in last place. So we, we need some wins. Um, I think second place and third are very doable still. Uh, St. Louis just keeps winning um, other than the really against really, really good teams. And we're losing against them too. So that doesn't help us any. So over but, the last 10 games though, St. Louis is the only team with a winning record. They're right. six and four. Uh, the Cubs are five and five Milwaukee and Pittsburgh four and six and the Reds three and seven. So the Reds are definitely trending down. Yeah. Gosh, I just hope they can get some good wins at home. Yep. Uh, well, I guess just one series win at home and then, on the road in uh, Washington, which Washington is bad. Yes. Um, which we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, did you go through all the teams? I did. So Whoa. we didn't have anything in this. What? Lightning McQueen over there. Sorry. So sorry. But <laughs> we didn't have anything in this last segment uh, or this segment last week. So why don't you update us on all the injuries? Yeah, we've got a lot of injuries to talk about. So Sinzel has missed his third straight game today with a sore knee. Uh, I'm guessing he'll be back this weekend. They haven't put him on the IL like they did Moose. Um, 
and I mean, there hasn't really been any news, so I'm taking it no news is good news with him. Right. Uh, Moose, like I said earlier, is placed on the 10-day DL after being used in pinch hit situations, so they can't backdate his IL date. So I think they were able to backdate it to yesterday. So instead of you know, <laughs> just not letting him go like 0 for 3 in pinch hit situations, yeah, uh, they now are going to lose him for like three additional days. Uh, so that's frustrating. And then uh, Vada will have a follow-up x-ray to see how his thumb is healing. He has been running the bases and fielding. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, this is good news for the bullpen and maybe even the starting rotation, depending on how things go, has been cleared to begin throwing. And David nice. Bell says that, yeah, very nice. I'm excited to see Lorenzen uh, back out there. And then um, David Bell says that Aquino is progressing well but does not have a timetable. And Clark says... In all fairness, if we uh, get on some streaks and maybe sweep the dead birds a couple series, we could be in the thick of this by August. Yeah, I mean, baseball, like we said, is weird. Yeah. I mean, who knows? August is a long way away, so we could it is. We could be on top of the division by 10 games. Who knows? I mean, Anything you just never know. Happen. I really hope that things shift uh, our way uh, yeah. soon. I mean, if it doesn't happen too soon, it's going to be a long, long summer. Um, so that's all the news on the injury update. Cortland, take us to awards. All right, to the weekly awards. Up first, is, and uh, to uh, add to what Clark said, he said, especially if we get some guys back, yes. So if we can get a lot of these guys back that Justin just mentioned and our injury updates to fully healthy, uh, we could have some consistency that we desperately need. So it would be fun to see once everybody gets back how well we can actually play with a full roster of guys yep. that we know and like. Um, but yeah, so into the weekly awards. First up, play of the week. Justin, what is your play of the week? Uh, it was when Scott Rowland uh, barehanded that grab. Oh, wait, wait. You mean uh, you mean uh, Nixon? Oh yeah, Zell? not Scott Rowland. My bad. Nixon's. They just look like <laughs> Scott Rowland out there. Uh, a barehand grab and throw from third base to throw out Posey. I mean, it just looked. It just looked so good. Yeah. I mean, just looks so freaking good. And uh, yeah, I mean, heck, let him be third baseman. Not um, curious, I don't care. I'm all for that. And two, uh, India made his resurgence a little bit this week, and I was very happy to see. We had the play to end the game against the Rockies. It was the double play. Clark also agrees with Justin. He says that was very impressive, and I also agree with Clark. Um, but the double play chain going on over here. Yeah, the uh, the double play to end the game against the Rockies that uh, India caught. And he threw it to Suarez, and Suarez threw an absolute laser to turn the double play to end the game. Um, and we only won that game by one. So that that play was freaking sweet. That ball was on a rope. That's probably the hardest I've ever seen uh, Suarez throw a ball. That thing was a laser beam. What do you think the state of the team is when both of our plays are defensive plays? <sighs> Well, the bats weren't bad either. I mean, we could have. I think we pick. I think we pick home runs a lot. So that's. I, I think it's good. I think it's good that we're seeing the defense with how much, like, ring around the rosy we're doing in the infield. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, uh, Clark wants us to all call India Jack Sparrow for now on. I think yes. India would like that too. Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. His walk-up music is so good. Yes. Um, all right. So now that we were talking about defensive plays for our plays of the week into the offense, our hitters of the week, Justin, your hitter of the week, Nicholas 
Castellanos, uh, not including today's game. Uh, he is batting. Actually, gosh, he's going to be bad. His batting average for the last week's going to be even higher because he went two for two today. Uh, but it was 500, not including today's game for the last week with two home runs of four RBI and five runs scored. Uh, today, he added another RBI uh, to that. So, um, yeah, he went two for two. I, I don't know math. I don't know how to do math. It's so hard telling what that actually will bump the weekly average up to. Yeah, it's a thousand percent. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he's doing really well. So Castellanos uh, is my pick right now, and yeah. I really don't want him to opt out after the year. But I nope. think he probably will and get paid as he should. <sighs> yeah, right. Because we won't pay him. Um, but the numbers aren't as impressive. But like I said, Jonathan India is back. He is my hitter of the week. Uh, before today's game, uh, he was batting in, uh, throughout the series at two fifty with four runs, five RBIs, and two home runs. So solid production from him after being in the slump for a little bit and not playing for a little bit. Um, so I love to see it. The, they're letting him play, and I think that's what they need to do. I think they just need to put him in and let him play. Do not sit him. I think he's too good. He's just too good. I know he was cold, but he's back. He's back, baby. Um, I know this is a red show, uh, but since we did just talk about around the division, the Pirates start a, uh, I think it's a four-game series against the Braves, and they just tied it up in the sixth inning, three to three. Ooh, wow. Yep. Uh, pitcher of, of the, the week. week. Yeah. Oof. So uh, every, I think I'll get some people disagree with yeah. me, but it is I'm John, one of or them. not John, I said Jonathan India. <laughs> Jonathan India is my pitcher of the week, and that's crazy. Uh, no, Luis Castillo. Uh I mentioned before his velocity is back up. He went back to the changeup. Strikeouts are up. Swinging strikes are up. ERA is still ugly, but I mean that I I and I will probably eat these words next week. But I truly feel like this that was a turnaround game, and okay. it's it's going to be good from here on out. And I really hope I'm right. And everyone should hope I'm right because uh, uh yeah yeah I'm not <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. But yeah, I agree. I think I should think the same. Yeah, and I agree um, with Clark. Uh, Fulmer not, is also not my pitcher of the week. Not Fulmer. Yeah. He's having a bad time. He's been put in a lot of bad situations too, but he's just not pitching very well. All right. Uh, my main guy, I have an honorable mention as well. I don't have it in the notes, but Ooh. my main pitcher of the week, TJ Antone, he's the closer I want, and he's the closer that we all deserve. So he comes in for game three uh, against the Rockies, and he shuts it down. Um, I just love the guy, man. I, I, I can't go. He does not do wrong. He's my justin's tyler malley so i hope that doesn't come back to bite me like it came back to bite him today but uh he's just great man i love i want him to get more um and if he doesn't he's he's a closer i think he can do it all i think he's the guy um so tj antone hats off to you my honorable mention oh alex blandino <laughs> throwing 90 miles an hour we just gotta yeah, it's our it's our tip of the cap uh, to Alex Blandino since we weren't at the stadium. Congratulations, sir! That was just fantastic. Even when we're getting beat nineteen to four, we got to cheer that on. So, Justin, biggest surprise for the week? Uh, the infield. I know we just talked about it again. I feel like all of my <laughs> picks have been things I've talked about already, but just seeing Stevenson at first um, and seeing Sinzel kind of all over the place, I just really like it. I do also. I like the commitment as far as it's short. I was afraid that they were going to keep him at third and bump India back to AAA. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it doesn't look like that's going to happen, but it's probably just due to injury when Moose and Vado come back. I mean, who knows? All bets are off. Right. Um, but I do like that, although at the end of the day, this all still comes down to uh, Castellini not 
trading for or signing a shortstop. There were plenty on the market, and we got zero. Yep. We'll see. I it that will be that'll be a very hard thing to stomach, depending on the what way it goes. But yeah. um, the my biggest surprise uh, is the absolute walloping that they took from the Giants after the three losses that we took prior um, being very close games, very close games, and to get beat 19-4. to four. I just was not expecting that. I know we've talked about it. Um, it was obviously a big surprise because it was just out of nowhere. Um, if you hear any game sweep, if you hear anything in the background, I apologize. My dog walked in and if you can, you can't see his little tail back there, but he was just rolling around and making noises. So <laughs> if anybody hears my dog, I apologize. I didn't hear um, anything. Okay, good. So the, just ignore I said that, but yeah, we got absolutely stomped. So I was not expecting that. That's my biggest surprise. So, Oh, Clark's Clark's daughter has jumped in Ooh. Uh, and she says, uh, yeah, it's okay if the filthy Cubs beat the dead birds to help the Reds. All right. That's what Thank we're talking you. about. Thank yes. you for your blessing. And <laughs> I will root for the Cubs to beat the Redbirds. And then I'll root for whoever's playing the Cubs after that. Yes. Or, yeah. Like playing against the Cubs. So, yes. um, all right. So let's look ahead. Um, Three games against the Brewers at home uh, starting tomorrow. And then they go and face the Nationals in Washington for four games. Uh, So we always we try to make predictions about um, how they're going to do. Right. The Brewers are four and six over their last 10. Washington's four and six over their last or yeah, four and six over their last 10. Um, So neither one have a winning record. Neither do the Reds. Um, so the, the optimist in me and I've been, Oh, uh, Clark's daughter. I've seen that still his daughter says, okay, good. And thanks for the shirt. You're welcome. welcome, Hope you like it. And we hope you, uh, probably fans in their, in their place. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Uh, I lost my thought. Oh yeah. So the optimist in me, and I've been pretty optimistic all year, but that beating today, it's a real shame that beating happened on show day because I'm (laughs) really negative right now. Uh, so the optimist in me before the beating said that uh, the Reds would win two against the Brewers and two against the Nationals. Realistically, mm-hmm. they could lose all seven games. Do I think they will? No, I think, but I, I could see them losing seven or losing all seven, losing six, losing five. I could definitely see it being a losing uh, record over the next two series, uh, which sucks. Um, uh, and I think I'm a broken man now. Don't worry, all you other Reds fans and better off Reds fans. As Clark's daughter says, her shirt really bothers the Cubs fans in her class, and that's exactly why we sent it. Yeah. Yes. That's why you have it. Yeah. Uh, And wear it with pride. Yes. Um, Tell them them who's boss. The Reds, (laughs) I think. Sometimes. Um, But like I said, Reds fans and better off Reds fans, I got your back. I lost my cap. Justin lost his cap, but I got your back. The optimism is alive and well in the better half of the better off Reds duo. Uh, <laughs> I I originally said three against the Brewers, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take that down one, two against the Brewers because we need the wins in the division. So take the series in the division, and then that's gonna light the spark, and we are going to absolutely go ham on the Nationals for four out of four games. You heard it here first. 
four out of four against the Nationals. We take a seven-game two-series and turn to a six out of seven, and we're back, baby. We're back. We get that. We're back in it. You uh, you said that they would take all four against the Rockies and that they would split the yep. series with the Giants. Oh, no, you said, yeah, no, you said yeah, they would yeah. uh, split with the Giants. So yep. your track I'm, record. It's okay. I'm going to hit. I'm gonna hit one of these days, and I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> uh, Clark's daughter says she will have her dad send me a new cap. I got it. I found it. It just fell on the floor. <laughs> I was afraid though because I have like all these electronics in front of me for the show, and I was like, I can't have a water bottle without a lid. Uh, we're good though. Um, all right. So I- I'm was optimistic pre game four today. Not so much now. Portland is optimistic. Yes, all the time. Always, always optimistic. All the time. How how happy are you right now, knowing you're about to go on summer break? Oh, I am very happy. I actually have a quote hanging on the board in my classroom. It says that the pessimist sees the difficulty in the situation, <laughs> and an optimist sees the opportunity in the situation. So, okay, okay. I spread, I spread this to my students as well. So, if yeah. you ask any of them how many games the Reds are going to win, they'd probably say every game in the season. <laughs> what are you hitting? Are you hitting your mic? That was dropping the hammer. Oh, it like made this metallic <laughs> sound. Um, so you're about to go on summer break, and yep. you're about to have the whole summer off. How many Reds games are you going to go to? You're going to take your wife and your new baby. How many are you going to go to? Um, I think my goal was to maybe planned out wise, maybe three or four. Nice. Dude, um, go weekdays. Tickets are cheaper. Yeah, and now that they're going back to full capacity. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, we took Owen when uh, he was a baby. And it was full, like, obviously, it was full capacity before COVID. But, um, but uh, it, it was, it's very, uh, just crappy trying to get a stroller through there and also <laughs> just navigating with a brand new baby with a huge crowd. Uh, Clark's daughter says your students are fans. Yes. And yes. I agree. Yes. Um, you, you told me on, there's an upcoming show day that you're going to be uh, maybe under the influence of some anesthesia. Oh yeah. Uh, June 10th. I'm actually going to call tomorrow and see if they can get me in earlier. Cause I was absolutely feeling like I got hit in the face with a bat today. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, I have a, I'm trying to think of a good thing to give you an idea. It's like an eraser sized hole in one of my, uh, what are they called? Wisdom teeth. Yeah. So that's, that's why I'm getting them out and the nerves exposed and it hurts really oh, bad. Ouch, yeah. Dude. Yeah. It hurts really bad. Um, oh, I had to take that. a lot of ibuprofen before the show cause I couldn't talk without putting my mouth like this and chewing on my gum. Um, Sorry, I'm working on something. That's what Clark is saying. Take over. Ah, she did great, Clark. Yeah, she did great. She's welcome anytime. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, So so. if 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 you stick with it on show day, I think you need to still record the show that night. I'll try on anesthesia. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. If if you think Cortland, (laughs) I'm gonna put you on the spot. If you think Cortland should should do the show, make a poll. I will. I'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, and Facebook. I'll do two polls. Actually, I don't know if you can do polls on Facebook pages, only groups, which is, I don't understand you that can at share all. It. You can share it on Facebook. I share can put like for yes, heart for no. There I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Clark says, I'm raising her to talk raising her to talk crap. She already hates Manfred. You're doing a great job, Clark. Great job. All right. Well, I believe that wraps up episode nine. We're about yeah. to hit the big 1-0. Yeah. Hopefully it's a and good it's, one. Hopefully we're going to celebrate. celebrate. We're going to celebrate at least six out of seven, maybe seven out of seven. We'll see. Maybe. This is going to be a great next week, everybody. You know, I'm going to take your quote and I'm going to take it to heart. It's going to be a great week. 
this. I swear to God, if it if it's not, I'm going to take this clip and I'm going to play. It was a great week and have it stop like in the gray and like <laughs> a narrator, but it wasn't. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight. It was another good show. Yeah. You all made it uh, great, even though the Reds tried their best to not make yeah. it great. So, we know you're all in pain, and we appreciate you coming out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as always, uh, please like and follow us on social media, uh, Better Off Reds or Better Reds Pod on Twitter. Um, like us or subscribe to us on YouTube. That really helps. And mm-hmm. leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Uh, subscribe, share us with your friends. Do all of the good stuff, please. We would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Cortland, you have anything you want to add? Thanks. Keep it up. We love it. We love you guys. It's awesome. We have so much fun doing it. So thanks, everybody. Thank you. Go Reds. Go Reds.